Today's episode is brought to you by Amio. Amio is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Amio will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Amio saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Amio wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to Amio.com and use the code AMIO5 at checkout. O-M-I-O-5. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Amio. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again. Well, that sucked. You know what I'm talking about. The match last night against the Seattle Sounders. I think before we get into all this, if you weren't being realistic about what to expect, traveling to a place where we've never won against a team who this season hasn't lost, you were setting yourself up for failure. But God, our boys are really good at giving you hope and then just fucking taking it away. Right, the first 60 minutes, we're th- I'm thinking point, point. We're a half an hour from a point, and that would be huge. So what happens? Substitutions and terrible defensive marking. That's what happened. So let's, uh, let's, let's do this. Okay, the good thing about this podcast, talking about the match last night, is it goes faster than the actual match, so you don't have to get as frustrated. Now, before we do it, uh, real quick, the other day I was having an interesting conversation about Houston, and uh, I said, man, what if, what if you could just identify certain areas of the city and what sport they were most like? For instance, I said, well, you know, Baycliff and San Leon would be hockey, you know, because people in Baycliff are missing teeth, not because they got hit in the face with a puck. It's because they got hit in the mouth of the crack pipe for years and years. I think soccer, soccer maybe, maybe the heights. Correct me if I'm wrong, feel free. Basketball would be downtown because it's a diverse little sport. Baseball, baseball would be the woodlands, you know, because it's the woodlands. That's what baseball players look like. And football, you got to go with Katie. I know they're really good. Hell, I used to to work out there. Not at Katie High School, but right nearby. One of their rival high schools. That's right. So, the lineup last night. I know as soon as you saw Memo on the wing, like me, you thought, here we go. Uncreative and no pace. Fafa and Maxi are going to be forward with no support. And if you guess that, you would be right. Tell them what they've won, Bob. You've won a 2 nothing loss to Seattle. So Marich and goal. Lundy on the left. Sam Junka at center back, who uh, I'm done with. I'm done with seeing him at center back, period. We will talk about that. Tim Parker at center back. Zarek Valentin on the right. Midfield, you had Matias Vera and Jones, along with Joe Corona. You had Memo on the wing, you had Maxi up top, and you had Fafa on the wing. So let's let's talk about our statistics because you know what? They weren't that bad. 
Seattle had 19 shots to our 11. Six of Seattle's shots were on target. Four of ours were on target. Somehow, we won the possession game 53% to 47%. We also completed more passes, 483 to 429. But I guess when you're passing side to side and backwards, you're likely to do that. Pass accuracy, Seattle completed 81% of their passes. We completed 80%. We had 19 fouls to their eight, How? but somehow they had two yellow cards to our one. We had one offside call. We had seven corners to their five. So if you look at the stats, boys and girls, this isn't that bad. Yeah, I know Seattle was without a lot of their stars, but so were we without our stars, I guess. I guess you could say. It's just, oof, ooh-wee. Ooh. So let's do it. Let's talk about the players. Marco Marich. I thought he had a good game. Once again, those two goals that they scored, couldn't do anything on. Those goals came from us being so narrow at the back and piss poor man marking by our left center back, who never ever should play there again. On the left was Adam Lundqvist. Uh, I'd give him, I'd rate him a five. I really thought Sam Junka looked more offensive left back, but the problem is... Lundy was played so narrow this match, it created issues far out on the wings. It did it all game. It happened all game. The problem with playing Junka at left back is you need a defensive mid to support him when he goes forward. Because Sam, as you've seen, is going to make an awful mistake every single time he's on the field. That's... mm, We'll get there. Oh, look, he's next. Yay. So Sam Junka. I wrote, I'm done with seeing him at center back. I am. Period. Never again. He never needs to play there again for us. The last three goals, you could say they were all his fault. You could. Yeah. Yeah. If he's at left back, we do need a defensive midfielder to support him. Otherwise, there's nowhere else for him to play. Put him in the midfield. Put him at, put him at left mid. Get him off the back line. I, I, can't, I can't do it anymore. I watched his debuts. I watched him early on. Bonehead mistakes leads to goals. I've watched him the last two matches. Bonehead mistakes leads to goals. I watched him in preseason. Slip and fall leads to a goal. It's every match. Every match, he does something that leads to a goal. So you want to get technical, guys and girls? He's cost us four points in two games. That, that's, that's unacceptable. At, at this point, uh, I, I would have rather seen Bartlow or Funmayor. You better hope that Teenage Hadebi is in there the next game and he never gets hurt and he never comes out. I, I, I don't want to see Sam Junka at center back ever again. I think that's a huge mistake. Obviously, Tab loves him, but how do you not see what we're seeing? How do you not see this? It's, it's bad. Tim Parker did not look well. He did not look good last night either. He was out of position at, some, at times. I really thought that him being next to Sam Junka would be able to help him more. No. No. Mm-mm. The second goal, Tim was at the top of the box trying to clear it. Um, Junka screwed up the header and then allowed Rui Diaz to get in front of him. So, Zarek Valentin on the right. A lot of people unhappy with him. And you know what? I'm not really sure what he brings anymore out there. He doesn't seem to have a desire to get forward. Defensively, he's below average. We have Jose Bizama. I don't know what he's done wrong. But you could give him a shot. He's younger than Zarek, which technically means he's got a more room to improve. But if Zarek Valentin doesn't turn this around pretty soon, 
I think this is the last season he'll be a starter for us. Now, him off the bench, that'd be, he's one, he'd be a wonderful bench player, wouldn't he? And he would start for some teams in this league, but he wouldn't start for Seattle. And you look at how their backs were built, night and day compared to ours. Matias Vera, I thought he looked all right. I thought he looked okay. I think he's been pretty consistent this year, but he still wouldn't start on most teams. I do think he's been okay. Derek Jones, subbed him out. We know what happens next. Two goals. He is the brightest. Well, he's one of the brightest spots on our team. He plays every game, so he is tired. He also, it takes a lot of energy moving that big frame around. I think you could make an argument that Derek has been our best player this year. You could make that argument. You could say Marco Marich as well. You can't say Pasher. Pasher hasn't played all season. You could say Maxi, which is sad. Uh, Derek or, or Marich, top three. But, man, mm, I wish we had two Derek Joneses. Let me play a 4-2-3-1. Joe Corona, another below-average performance. But who, who else do we play? Who else do we put in the midfield? We don't have anybody. Who else do you put there? Quintero? Really? We'll talk about him later. Player? Memo. First half, I thought he looked pretty good. I did. I like when he takes those long shots. I do not think, and I think you would all agree with me, he does not have the pace to play in Tab Ramos' system as a wing. Memo got walked down once. It looked like he was walking. The guy just rolled up right behind him, took the ball away. Put Memo in the midfield. No more wing appearances for him. Please, God. Please, Tab Ramos. Please, sweet eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus. Put him in the midfield. He's at least a little creative. It's better than what we've got, I think. Maxi up top. He had that one clear chance, put it right at the keeper. But you know what? That happens. The best guys in the world do that. You know what else? We don't have a backup for Maxi. We do not have a backup for Maxi Oruti. He's been pressing on and off throughout every single match. And you know what? Maxi has played well enough this year to start. Yep, to start. Mm-hmm, that's right. I said it. To start for most teams. I love his hustle. I love his work ethic. Speaking of hustle and work ethic, the hardest working player in MLS, Fafa Pico. Okay, we brought it up in the Discord last night, and a lot of people, they just seem to have Fafa hatred. And they said, I don't have Fafa hatred. He's just not good enough. He's not good enough in the final third. He is great tracking back. He is great being a pest. But in the final third, he almost turns it over as much as Quintero. But he's the hardest working player on the field. You cannot teach that. You cannot teach drive. And he's got it. So until we get someone out there that can do what he does, he should play. Show me Bahamic. No. No. Don't show me Bahamic yet. Because that means you've got to drop Pasher. Anywho. Our subs. We got, we got to see two Darwins at the 60-minute mark. And Quintero is a turnover machine. I think part of it is he's too creative for this club. I do. I think he sees things that we don't see. And he has not, you can't disagree with this, he hasn't gotten enough minutes to develop a rapport with this team. You know what we should do? We should sell him. Get him off the bench. Get that money. Invest it in a player you're going to play. We have a designated player coming off the bench. Sell him. Take whatever we can get for him and just let him go. Because if we're not going to play him and we're going to keep starting Memo on the wing and start two defensive, really three defensive midfielders, we don't have a true 
box-to-box creator. We don't have a creator. Just sell him. Let him go. Quit, like, fucking with our emotions. Darwin Saren came in. I I like him. He had a decent shift. He does what he's supposed to do, but Derek Jones is better. He's not as good as Jones. It's hard to hate Darwin Saren. He does. He tries. He does what he's supposed to. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Bahamic needs more minutes. We paid over a million dollars for him. We are on pace to miss the playoffs. We are on pace. We are starting to slide. And we've seen this happen before. We are sliding down the table. He needs more minutes. Let him get out there. At the expense of who? Probably at the expense of Fafa. But could we not? Could we not do something else with Fafa? Could we play him as an attacking midfielder? And let him press more and give Maxi a break? There's things you can do. First half, the first half of the game, I thought we looked pretty good. Our press in their half looked good. We were extremely narrow in our own half. Uh, Sam and Timmy, Timmy, did not look great at all picking up runners into the box. Tim looks like he's getting tired. He's not missed a match. We have a lot of players who have not had a day off. I made the comment, the only way we get days off is yellow card accumulation. And at this point, guys are like, fuck it, I need more yellow cards. I'm tired. Ooh, Fafa missed that uh, that opportunity, right? The keeper screwed it up. Stefan Cleveland, I didn't like the look of his face. And Fafa just tried to side foot it right, right to the defender. Fafa could have taken a touch and put that ball in the bottom corner. We, we could have won this game. We could have tied this game. Stats-wise, we were there. I think a lot of this comes down to game plan. I do. I think starting Sam Junka is a huge mistake at center back. I think playing Memo on the wing is a terrible, terrible idea. You could have put Bahamich up there and put Memo in midfield. You have other wingers you can put up there. Not many, but you do. This should have been a match, I think, where we see Bahamich get a start and then bring Memo in. You know, maybe, right? Possibly? We'll see. So today I asked for comments. I asked you guys, hey, now that you've slept on it, because last night I was fucking furious. Now that you've slept on it, what do you think about our club? About our one and only club? And I got a mixed bag of emotions, a mixed bag of responses. So here we go. One guy says, maybe I was just really high, but I never felt like we were played off the field. You weren't really high. Well, you might have been, but we weren't. There just aren't any playmakers that provide the quality needed in midfield with the final third. 100% true. Seattle is one of the toughest places to play even if their B team is out there. So it wasn't as disappointing as the home draw to Cincy. The thing is, when you compound the home draw to Cincy, the draw to Portland, and now this, that's where the problem is. We've gotten two points in three matches. We should have had six. We should have had six points. This match could have been a draw, but as soon as you put Junka out there, you are guaranteeing a goal. You put Sam Junka out there on defense, and you're guaranteeing they score. Go back and look at the games he's started. Or been subbed in. And tell me they don't score in every single one. Go look. If you find out that I'm wrong, send me an email or a message. Uh, One guy says, I was surprised to see Jones subbed off so soon. Yep, me too. But we don't have anybody. Uh, Batman's Limp Dick from Reddit says, We don't have a confident midfield. True. Yeah, we don't. I'm interested to see Hadebi come into the mix and help out. Memo's lack of consistency really hurts us but our midfield needs help and stability. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
and we still don't have a midfielder coming in that can do what Batman's limp dick wants us to do. I I, I can't wait for Hadebi. It's it needs to happen like last night. Yeah. C Mortis says, I'm one of the biggest pessimists on here, and I'll say there's two sports that need two spots that need to be upgraded to make a playoff push, right back and the eight. If we can get Valentin and either Vera or Memo off the field and Pasher can stay healthy, we're probably a little higher than mid-table. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's considering Hadevi coming in. So, yeah, we're a couple spots away, guys. We are. Somebody last night was like, I'm, I would love to have Elise, Minotis, and Kyoto. So would I. If you put those three on this team, we're a top three club in the West. We are. With, with Hadebi, not with Junka. Ugh, Discord, here we go. Kevo says, we need another starting winger and creative midfielder. Yep. Basically, the gist of it is, we don't have creativity in the midfield. Which is what Quintero is, but he doesn't play. He doesn't play. Liam says, we've been doing this kick and run shit with our wingers. Yeah, where you knock the ball and you run. Because we're fast. Um, Last night was the best I've seen us build up between our defenders and midfielders. I noticed a lot of times, we were trying to play out the back, and then when we couldn't, we just booted it up to... uh, Fafa or Memo, usually Fafa. We just booted it. Couldn't do it. Instead of recycling and being patient, we didn't do it. Brian Gilcrest, who also blogs, I think it's called the Forever Orange blog, pretty good blog. Check it out. Check, 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 to check it out. He says, here's the deal. Defensively, we're okay. Defensively, we will be okay. We're not okay right now. We've had one clean sheet. In the midfield, we're okay. The defense in the midfield's okay. We don't have any creativity. In the attack, we're meh. We're not really meh when Pasher's there. And if we could get somebody to, like, if we could make, if Fafa could finish, we'd have eight or nine more points. So we are a couple guys away. We're not that far off. But man, we've seen this before. The hot start, we did it, didn't we do it last year too? And the year before that, and the year before that, we have a hot start and then we get tired and then we just slowly slide down the table in the most agonizing fashion. It's like watching your daughter slowly slide down a stripper pole when you didn't expect her to be working at Heartbreakers. Yeah, it, it's hard to watch. Ew. Rushan says, seems like more combinations needed plus short passing with each other on the movements. Defense for counterattacks last minute. Why not until the final whistle? I don't know what that means. I don't. Yeah, we need more combinations. Our short passing game struggles. But it's MLS. We made the comment last night. Most players have poor vision and poor touch in MLS. Like, they do. Rudy Segura, who is great, love him. We lost against the best team in the league. That being said, Tab needs to mix up the lineup more and create hunger in in the players. He says, hey, you suck today. I'm playing this guy over you. I don't think players look too complacent. I think Fafa's still busting his ass. I think Maxi's busting his ass. Derek Jones looks good. Memo tries. You can't say we're not trying. That's We are. We're trying. That's one part of the culture we have changed, and that's a good start. But you need players to make it work. Yeah. Chapito 2K10 says, positive first half. Yep. We should never bench Jones again. Eh, he needs a break. He does. He says, I don't know how I feel about the goals. The first goal was good play. Second goal I saw a mile away. So did I. I did. And you know what? We were narrow at the back, and you had Sam Junka there who I'm done with. Have I told you that already? I'm done with Sam. Jeff Strong, super fan. 
Classic Dynamo problem still there. Lack of quality and depth. 100% true. And that that's why we're seeing the same lineups over and over. We don't have guys that can come in and play. We do not have depth. Period. Rudy also goes on to say, Tab seems to not trust any of the players apart from his 15 first-choice players. I don't even know that he has 15 first-choice players, to be honest. I would say he has 13 or 14. He says, how can a bench player come in and not mess up and then play again the next time? Rotation needs to happen. Yeah, we need to start We need to start rotating. Yep, mm-hmm, yep. Now here's one. Here's an interesting one. DOA says, we talk crap about Quintero, but he has no support going forward. Man, I would be interested to see his turnover stats. Like I said before, I think he's too creative for this, this club. I don't think we see what he sees. You know, Kobe Wan Kenobi says the boys are gassing themselves way too early. That's the system we're playing, man. And then we don't have subs. Fafa stays. Maxi stays. We don't have subs. We're not. Su- there's no one to play. So yeah, it'd be nice to slow it down, but there's nobody that does. He also says, if anyone would put in half the amount of Fafa puts in, we'd be better. Yeah, we would. If we had a team full of players with Fafa's effort, we'd be unfucking defeated. We'd be undefeatable. I could keep reading these, but uh, it's the midfield. Midfield. Creativity through the midfield. We don't have it. Now, one last one one last comment. Wes Schneider says our players fight hard but lack quality. Hundred percent true. I think Tim Siegel Tim Siegel. Ted Siegel uh, is going to bring some change to this club. I think depth is a big one. I think we need to see Teenage Hadebi right away. And until we see Hadebi, what what are we expecting? Are you expecting to beat Seattle in Seattle when you look at some of our, our subs on the bench? Hoffman, Nelson, Bartlow. These guys would be USL loans on 75 to 90% of the MLS teams. So it's hard to be optimistic right now, but it's not impossible. Stats-wise, we weren't that bad. We've kept one clean sheet, and the reason for that is we've had one MLS-quality center back all season. Figueroa was an MLS-quality back. He's 38. We should not have a 38-year-old starting on our back line. Sam Junka has no business playing at left center back. We played bony there. That's how little depth we have. And Bartlow is always hurt. Always hurt. Is he made of glass? Someone said, he's like Glass Joe. Yeah, but Glass Joe, I mean, fuck, at least he got out there and he put his hands up. We haven't even seen Bartlow. So if, if Teenage isn't ready by the next match, and I see Sam Junka, I'm not watching it. That's a lie. I will watch it because I'm a fucking glutton for punishment. You know, and I was going to play you the, uh, the, vi- the audio highlights of the Sounders announcers just to torture you because I had to listen to that shit. They are the most biased, ridiculous announcers I've ever seen. But uh, Quest 55 had real shitty service. I'm talking there was static in my, in my audio feed. So I switched over to ESPN Plus and I got to listen to three guys just sit there with semen in their pants watching the Sounders play it was come on put some unbiased people up there really like Eddie Robinson and Glenn are Dynamo fans supporters but they're also professional journalists 
Seattle guys were a fucking joke. Not the team, the you know, but the announcers. If you had, if you if you watched it on ESPN Plus, I wanted to mute it. It was terrible, 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 terrible to listen to. So, we have a bit of a break coming up, which is well needed, and teenage needs to go in and play, ready or not. Put him in, because he cannot possibly be worse than what we've seen. And if you're still on the Sam Junka at center back train, stop listening to my podcast. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, you know, there's some positives. The first half, we looked good. Up until we made those subs, we were in that. Oh. Anywho, anyway, I don't really have any funny stuff for you today. Most of it's depressing and sad. So this has been your Seattle Sounders post-game episode. You knew what was going to happen going up there. The fact that we kept it so tight for 60 minutes and had an opportunity at the 88th minute to tie the game, there's still hope. But we got to win at home. We've got to win at home. Like I said before, I've seen some, some chatter questioning Tab Ramos, and I haven't questioned him yet. But seeing Sam Junka back there again and seeing Memo on the wing again, I get they may be your best players, but we know that they don't work there. I know if we see it, you see it. And we love Memo. And I've had Memo's back all year. Haven't really had Sam's back because I don't trust him. I trust him about as much as I trust my ex-wife at a bar. Not a lot because I know they're both going to do something fucking stupid. Anyway, boys and girls, this has been your Houston Dynapod podcast hosted by me, Finister. I hope this break does us well. I hope we come back and we uh, we get to see Teenage Hadebi. I'm mildly excited about uh, Griffin Dorsey. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. I am really excited that there is news about Famara Didhu from Bristol City being in advanced talks with our club. Now, the next two games are on the road, Vancouver and San Jose. Guys, those are two games that are winnable. If we play like we played last night for the first 60 minutes against Vancouver and San Jose, we will win those matches. If we can play 90 minutes versus Vancouver and San Jose, like we played the first 60 last night, we can win both of those matches. If Tab goes on the road and he gets two wins, or he gets four points from those two matches, we come back home and we have uh, Real Salt Lake, and then we go to Austin. Okay, Austin's beatable on the road. Salt Lake is beatable at home. These next four matches, these are all winnable games. Could you imagine if Tab pulled anywhere from, let's say... Oh, man. 6 to 12 points from these four. 8 to 12. Tab can pull 8 to 12 points from these four. That would be fucking huge. And I hope he does. But we all know that if we keep seeing the lineup we saw last night, it ain't going to happen. I ain't going to happen, boy. So, guys, give us a like. Give us a share. Give us a review. Rate us. Support us. Whatever you want to do. Just tune in. Keep listening. I appreciate it. Tell your friends. Um, you know. Same old shit, different day. So, once again, go Dynamo. Albert Belize is going to get there. 
There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a double. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. 